Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it is currently 1.17 in the afternoon. Alright, welcome to another episode of Eros Anonymous. Um, right now I'm recording from my bathroom. The middle of cleaning um, my hairbrushes. But I wanted to have this discussion sooner or later because I feel like it needs to be had, okay? So, as I mentioned before, I am a young black man, you know, and I grew up in the South. And one of the things that I think that we should um, address is the big untold elephant in our households, which is, you know, the... Whatever happens in this house stays in this house, okay? I do feel like that's important to talk about because I don't think people... Well, you know, we realize it, but I don't think we do anything to really stop it. Um, Realize how damaging it can be to somebody's um, way of thinking, you know, their mind. And... um. You know, these are the kind of homes that we've been growing up in, you know, our parents grew up in, uh, their parents, you know, it's just kind of been like that. And living in this kind of household, nothing really comes out of it in a good way, you know, Um, for instance. Because everybody goes through problems, okay? That That's not the thing. And I understand, you know, you're not wanting everybody to know the business of what goes on in your home. However, when something is terribly wrong, it's important to have some sort of... Mm, it's it's important to have, like, the ultimate, like, okay, this needs... This is wrong, you know, we need to tell somebody this isn't right. Because when you have kids and they're growing up and they're seeing everything's going wrong with mommy and daddy, you know, but they just know she better not say nothing. It's very, it does more harm than it does good. Pretty much is what I'm trying to say. Um, and you guys know on here, I, I said I would not talk about celebrity news. Um... Unless it it comes to prove a point that I'm trying to make is the only reason why I'll bring up a celebrity. Um, I honestly feel like we have enough issues ourselves as our regular um, day-to-day people than for me to bring up a celebrity. But I'm going to, in this segment, to prove a point, okay? So... The things that can happen a lot of times that are common when you have a whatever happens in this house stays in the kind of household. Usually, and it's been more all cases than not, it's 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 something going on that you know good and well shouldn't be. And now I'm going to say this, and I know some people are probably going to take it the wrong way, but I think it needs to be said. Some parents don't know how to protect their kids because when they were kids, their parents didn't protect them either. Okay. It's a learned behavior. 
just like the silent rule of whatever happens in this house stays in this house. So a lot of times these kids go through rape and molestation in their own homes and they don't say anything. And even when they do say something, a lot of times people are quick to protect the abuser versus the abused. Because I've literally, I've, I've, I've been at work and I've had a conversation that, you know, uh, when I was talking to two other um, co-workers, they happen to be female, but all three of us had in common that we had been sexually assaulted at a certain point in our lives. And that for me reads a problem. It's just like out of all the things we could have in common, why is this what we have in common? And that's not the first time that's happened to me where I've had a conversation and everybody that I've been talking to have shared that experience. The common denominator is the fact that we were all um, black and we already knew about the silent rule of whatever happens in this house stays in this house, you know? So it's like, okay, so... When you're a young, you're a young kid or whatever, you know, growing up, you know, this is a rule in your house and say somebody like your stepfather or your uncle or your aunt or your, your mom, you know, it could be anybody, you know, um, sexual assault has no gender preference. Anybody can be an abuser. Anybody can be a rapist. It doesn't matter male or female. So, so it happens, right? And your first instinct sometimes is to say something. It's, it's always the, sometimes you just don't want all that attention on yourself because sometimes you don't know how your parents react. You think they'll be, you know, mad at you or it'll be into a whole situation. But then a lot of times you have those instances where the child does Indeed, tell the parent and it goes left. Like the parent will be like, well, if you weren't trying to be so fast, it wouldn't have happened. Or the, um, you know, you want to act grown. So now he got grown with you. So what you, you know, and it's this stuff like that. Or for the guys, which a lot of times the they're taught that the how they're taught when they're growing up sometimes the boys might not realize that they were actually sexually assaulted because they're not old enough to give consent you know what i'm saying so i guess it falls under the category as uh statutory rape but and i'm gonna say this because a lot of times in the black households people let this fly and i don't know why if your little boy is and i and i've and i've heard stories like this i'm gonna throw out an example from basically like what I've been told before. If you are a 10 year old boy, okay, elementary school. So that's maybe around like the roughly the, it can be from the third to fifth grade or, you know, third to I want to say fourth grade, you know, 10 years old. And nine, ten years old, and say the neighbors has a older daughter, okay, and 
you know, she's she's touching on him and, you know, uh, teaching him how to perform cunnilingus on her. And if you some of y'all don't know what that means, when she's teaching him to perform oral sex on her or she'll perform oral sex on him or sometimes she'll go all the way. Now, a lot of times in our homes, which is only it's only starting to become um, solved now that people, you know, now that our, my generation is, you know, starting to come up and realize what's wrong and what's right, you know. Um, but before, it was it was as if it was supposed to happen that way. What people don't point out is the fact that it's an older woman taking advantage of a little boy. There's no reason why a little kid should be having sexual experiences, you know. And they teach the the the, um, the male kids that it's okay, and that they're supposed to do that, you know. But it's like okay, so now you have this ten year old boy growing up thinking that that kind of stuff is okay for a younger person to go after. I mean, it's for an older person to have sexual interactions with somebody younger. So when he gets older, around 16 up, he sees a little girl or a little boy and he's repeating the process that was basically told to him that it was okay. And so history happens again. Now, and this is why I say, you know, that's, that's, now that's the male side, okay? And in no way, shape, or form is rape right because it's very wrong. And we should teach our kids that it is wrong. In any instance, it is wrong. Molestation is wrong. It should not be happening. But when you promote the rape culture, it's bound to happen and it shouldn't. So now you have a little girl. She sees, says the, the boy that his, who is now older, who's around, you know, becoming a man. He's in it. A lot of times when, when, when boys become 16, people consider them men. So we're going to dress as such. So he's a man. And this little girl is about what, like. Nine, ten, I'll, I'll use the same age. And so he tells her, you know, come here, come here, you know. And don't you know you're pretty and stuff like this, you know, kind of, um, you know, playing on her, her confidence. You know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, she comes home crying. And then she runs to her mom and she says, well, the guy, the boy from down the street who's in high school, you know, he, um, you know, he, he made me do this and he made me do that. And then the mom was, you know, her immediate response is she don't know what to do. But the first thing she lets come out of her mouth is, I done told you about being fast. 
If you wasn't being fast and running around them grown ass boys, it wouldn't have happened. Get your ass in the house. So now the emotional damage trickles down to her. Whether the older boy was emotionally damaged to think it was okay. And now he's passed it on to the the little girl. And now she doesn't even feel comfortable admitting that something happened. Because that's the reaction that she got from her mom. You know. The authorities aren't alerted. You know. It's it's kind of like, and, and then by, by like a couple days before... Like, don't bring it up again. Because you, and in their words, you shouldn't have been being so fast. And it's like, where do we, where, where's the cutoff point? It's like, you have two kids that are now emotionally damaged, but you still have what I like to call a homemade predator on the loose. Because if he can get away with doing that to that little girl... And the woman who did that to him got away with it. What's stopping them from doing it again? What's really stopping them? Because it, it's raised, it's it's raised flags for me because I know like how it goes. Like if my son or my daughter tells me that an adult or teenager, whatever, had try to get sex out of them, I'm sorry, I'm going to jail. Because that's not, I'm not finna let my kid think that that's okay. Or let them, you know, live in fear. That's not how it should go. And you should always protect your children. I don't, like, I don't understand, like, what, where it went, what, you know what, I can't say I don't know where it went wrong because... It's a trickle effect from generation to generation. And, you know, and along with the same topic, I'm going to use slavery as an example. Say, for instance, R. Kelly. Okay. I'm going to use him. Now, this is not like when the case came out about him and I'm laughing because it's, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, when it resurfaced, you know, that he might have a cult of young women and everything. This is not the first time that we've heard about it. The difference is it's a different generation hearing about it. So therefore, when they put the oh, Council R. Kelly, it's people around my age and a little bit older. You know, I'm I'm 21. Um, so it's people that's like, I, w- I want to say like around like 30 and under. Because our parents, and I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, our parents' generation, you know, this is stuff that they've already heard before. Did that stop them from streaming his music? No. Was it any kind of counsel on his? No, it wasn't because it's a part of the norm for that for the generation. Is it their fault? No, but. When you see something's wrong and you choose not to speak up about it, I mean, it's not its not like it's going to magically stop itself. Something needs to be said. And, you know, everybody else seems to want to mind their business, but 
what they don't realize is that could be your daughter. Just because it's not doesn't mean that you shouldn't take precaution. Because, and I do believe that, like I said, he he grew up in the house where what happens in this house stays in this house as well. I do. I really do. Because where else would he get the notion that that's okay to do if he didn't have that kind of household where it's just like, and not, not to mention that he's he's also a man. So, of course... For him, they're like, well, he's supposed to, you know, he can like younger women and all that, you know. And another um, celebrity I would tie into this is, you know, Lunel. I I love liked Lunel. I really did. But after I heard this particular, it was supposed to be a joke. But I wasn't laughing after she said it out her mouth. And it's no disrespect to Lunell. I respect her hustle and as a comedian and everything like that. But after she said it, I could not rock with her. Now, it was one of the um, shows she was, and I believe it was called um, After Dark. And she was, you know, having a good old time talking about, you know, feminine hygiene and all that kind of stuff. But then she started talking about some of the celebrities that were involved in cases regarding underage girls and women and everything. And I, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, she did end up mentioning R. Kelly, but she, she did say an uh, older man is supposed to want a younger woman because her uncle used to, in her words, she said, my uncle used to fuck me when I was, and I believe she said, what I'm say, I'm gonna say 14. But it's like, she said it, but she said it like it was normal because this is what we've made normal. So when you say it, and the, and the crowd was kind of mixed on it because they didn't know how to take it. And when I heard it, and even though it was like it was like a couple of years ago from like when I watched it, I was like, oh no, no, I can't watch her anymore. And don't get me wrong, I think she's very funny, but I no, that was just to me unacceptable. And um. I haven't watched any of her stand-up since. I I really haven't. I can't. Because when I see her, that's what goes through my mind. Like, you know, like nobody told you that that was wrong. And you think that it's right. And it's just like passing on the wrong stuff, you know, to the children. Now, I'm glad that now, you know, we're able to see uh, how damaging that it can be. You know what I'm saying? And not even just with rape culture, domestic abuse. Let's talk about that. Now, you're a young kid and, and I want to go on record in saying. Because a lot of times people say, you know, Whatever the parents do, you're more likely to do as well. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. It is a choice. Okay. Because you have some people that will say, you know, they grow up and they be domestic abusers. And they say, I used to watch my father beat my mother. So I grew up thinking it was okay. But what you don't know or what you refuse to know is the pain that it caused your mother. 
So it's just like, why would you, um, you see that it's not okay for her. Yeah, your dad might think it's okay, but it's not okay for your mother. And you see that she's in pain. And a lot of times young children cling to their mothers more than their fathers, especially with little boys. So if you saw that your father was causing your mother pain, why would you grow up and do the same thing to a woman, your future wife or, you know, uh, um, your future girlfriend or whatever the case may be? Why would you cause her the same pain that you watched your, your mother go through with your father? It's a choice. You don't have to do it. And if you feel like it's that bad, get some help. And I want to go on record saying there is nothing wrong with a black man or a black woman seeking mental help. Because clearly we can't solve our own problems. Not with this whatever happens in this house stays in this house kind of thing. We can't do that. Get help. It's okay to get help. So back on domestic violence. Okay. Now, so, so we already seen, I've already talked about the, the little, the little boy's um, perspective and how he grows up. He could be possibly an abuser. Okay. So they have a little girl. And let's go on the record and singing as well, just like with rape culture, anybody can be abusive, physically abusive to their partner, friends, or family. It does not matter if you're a man or a woman. It can happen. So now this little girl sees her mommy getting beat on. And in her mind, she might, you know, when when we have certain characteristics going on in our household and we're not supposed to tell nobody We assume that it's normal and that's how it's supposed to go. So when the little girl gets older, you know, her boyfriend of maybe I want to say two years hits her for the first time. She's in shock. You know, it's a a shock factor. But she's going to remember that her mom used to get beat on it. If if your mom, if nobody in the household is open about the way that they feel and you don't talk about it and you just sweep it under the rug, it's just going to be considered a norm. A twisted norm is what it's going to be considered. So when um, she gets hit, she's going to remember that, you know, my mom went through this. So I guess it was only a matter of time before I went through this. And this, kind of thing is what makes generational curses. So the mama went through it, the daughter went through it, or sometimes the daughter becomes the abuser and she's so uh, argumentative and emotionally. Sometimes when you see physical abuse, you absentmindedly become emotionally abusive to escape physical abuse. And emotional abuse is a thing. And a lot of times it can be a lot worse than physical abuse because it messes. It Either one messes with your mind. But when somebody's emotionally abusive and they know what to say to make you feel this way or that way. Yeah. It can, it can definitely happen, you know. And so... In these houses, like you, you have you, you're in front of your kids. These are people 
young people who look up to you and want to, and they, you know, they say one day, you know, I want to be just like my mommy or I want to be just like my dad. And they look at you for guidance and this is what you're showing them. And, and you don't realize they're fat. And then when they get older and they go through this stuff, you take no responsibility for the role that you've played. And I think that's the biggest gripe between um, adults of my generation and our parents. We have so many, we have learned behaviors and some of that we've broken out of, but we don't have anybody taking any responsibility for it. Now, granted, as I said, it is a choice to accept that kind of behavior. You know, there's there's a choice that you have to make. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to be a loving partner? Are you going to be an abusive partner? You oftentimes have that conversation with yourself or you have made up in your mind what you would do in certain situations. But when you talk to our parents, you know, the first thing they said was, well, I didn't raise him like that. I didn't raise him like that. Or, you know, there, there's no responsibility being taken. And it's just like, okay, so I'm supposed to believe that he didn't learn this in your household and that you told him this was wrong when I have a busted lip and a black eye and I currently have my jaw wired shut. And I'm supposed to believe that you told him that this was wrong and spoke about your feelings on how it hurts you when his father did it. And and as well, because no, 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 I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to put all the blame on the person that was being abused. OK, that's that's what I'm not going to do, because the abuser as well. Now, your father. For instance, I'm just using that as the, the narrative example. Used to beat your mama. Now he owes it to himself, your mother, and you and your other siblings to tell you to learn from his mistakes and to take responsibility and tell you that that's not the man or the woman that he wants you to grow up to be. Because a lot of times... When I'm trying to say this the right way, a lot of times when there's domestic violence, matter of fact, no, it's not even domestic. But anytime there is a situation that's wrong, the person we look at to take responsibility and to say something is always the abused. Or the survivor. Because it's cases out here where we try to, you know what I'm saying? It's cases where it's they're, they're murdering their partners. Some accidental, some on purpose. It shouldn't happen either way. But so the abuser's in jail. And then as we know, that's that that's it. But as the abuser... You still have to deal with yourself and what you've been taught. Because a lot of times, 
I don't think they realize that this stuff trickles down. And when it does, they don't take any responsibility for the role that they played. Because you as a father, now you 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 beat on your wife and say, for instance, she might have committed suicide. So now your children have to deal without having a mother. But your daughter saw this. And considering that you didn't talk about any of your feelings and what you were going through in your head when you did it, she thinks this is okay. So now she's in a marriage, maybe married for like five years, has about three kids, you know. Her husband is beating her on a day-to-day basis in front of the kids. Are you entitled to be mad? That's the question. Are you entitled to be mad? Because really, this is something that she learned was okay. She has to go to her friends to seek help. People her age that are determined that they don't, they don't, they don't want to repeat the cycle. You know what I'm saying? She has to go to her friends like that to get some help. And in one hand, and it's and it's um. A lot of times people frown upon divorce. And, you know, they like, well, if you marry me once, like, I'm not getting married again. So we're in this forever. However, it is nothing wrong with getting out of a toxic relationship. There is nothing wrong with that. If I marry you and what you promised me, it happens. But you're beating me, you're emotionally damaging, you're damaging my mental, you're damaging my spirituality, and I want to leave, I should not be shunned for that. Especially by people who's not currently going through it. Now, I get it. The grandparents went through everything. You know, uh, there, there's babies all over because your, your grandfather was cheating on your mother. I mean, uh, your... your uh, Grandfather was cheating on your grandmother and all that. And, you know, she, you know, they like to brag that they've been married for over 30 years. And, you know, we don't know anything about weather in the storms. Okay, this is the thing, though. Because as an individual, I have the right to say how much I'm willing to take. If I don't want to take somebody having babies on, if she doesn't want to take somebody having babies on her, and constantly cheating on her with different people, cheating on her with her best friend and with the next door neighbor and with the candy lady and all that. If she doesn't want to take that, she doesn't have to. And she shouldn't be shunned for that. With a man, if he's being beat on by his wife and she's emotionally damaging him and telling him he's not making enough money for her and he's worthless and he's going through that whole bit and she's stripping him of his masculinity... He does not have to stay with her for the sake because they have a wedding ring on their finger. Because clearly one cares about it more than the other. But if we're not in it together as one unit, we shouldn't be married. Now, I'm getting a little bit off topic, so I'm going to try to swing back around. But I just felt like that was needed to say. And, you know, now back to my previous point of saying why things are the way that they are. I know why they are like that because it's that slave mentality in a black household. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. When our ancestors or sometimes our great, great grandparents, you know, 
when they were sharecropping or when they were slaves, they done what they were told to do. No question. Or you get beat. Or in some instances, killed. Now you take that extreme and you compare it to these black households around the world. When the doors are closed and locked and when the shades are drawn, some of the same stuff is going on. And we teach that to these kids at a young age. Do what I say or else. There's nothing wrong with a kid having a question. But as soon as they ask the question, don't question me because I said so. It was just a question. Sometimes... In order to understand what's going on, kids do need an explanation. It's not that they're trying to challenge your authority. And if you felt that way, is it really, you really got to beat them for that? And that's also something else I'm going to cover in a future episode, which is um, the difference between discipline and abuse. Because there's a difference. There really is. But I'm, I'm going to stay on topic here. And so the thing that some parents don't understand even to this day is that kids are actually not your slaves. It's an actual fact. They're not your slaves. They look to you to guide them throughout their life because they didn't ask to be here. You know, you didn't have a little, um, you know, a little go, uh, a little baby angel tap you on your shoulder. Hi, it's me, your future child. Um, I need you to make sure that I'm here by October the twenty second, uh, and make sure I'm born, and make sure I have this and that. They don't. They didn't do that. You made the decision to conceive a child, and that goes for both mother and father, not just the mother. Both of you, y'all made the decision to create a life. And when this life comes, a child is the most pure and innocent thing in this world. Why would you want to contaminate them with all this negativity? And you never know who you're raising. That is true. Because sometimes you raise your kids, you know, to do one thing and they do the complete other. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you have um, a stay-at-home mom with a dad that, you know, has his own business and everything. And they build their, their children up with values. You know, they go to church every Sunday and they they give back to the community. They host charity parties. They uh, instill education in their children, want them to go to college. Um, have a, a, a alma mater for their kids to go to or would like them to go to, you know, encourage their kids to be sociable and everything like that. But your kid grows up to be a murderer. And now when they grow up, they're currently in jail and you don't understand what went wrong. Now, sometimes other factors can happen outside the home that can influence it, you know, you have to, you, you know, it's, you raise your kids to your best ability. But what I'm saying is your kids are paying attention whether you know or not. They're paying attention and they're looking for you 
that's looking at you to tell them what to do. And when they get older, they look at their friends to tell them what to do. And it's like they just want to be guided and loved and cherished and respected because kids want respect too. They might not know what it is, but they want to be respected too. They really do. So when you have these young boys, and this is also going to be a future conversation, but I'm going to touch on it a little bit. When you have these young boys, you teach them in the way that you want them to grow up. A lot of parents, you know, they try to give their children everything that they never had. But what some people fail to realize is it's not the material stuff that you should be making sure that they didn't have. I mean, that you should be making sure that they have. It's the emotional things. You know, like when your son falls and scrapes his knee and he's crying. Your parent might have told you, be a man. You can take it. Stop crying. Crying's for girls. It's for punks. Now your way of emotion is hardened. You don't really display it. And sometimes you do regret that. So now when your kid falls and scrapes their knee, give him a hug. Let him know that it's okay for him to have emotions. He can cry if he wants to. It's okay for him to be angry. It's okay for him to express his anger. But you can also teach him to do it in a creative way. Like if you're angry, um, listen to music to calm, to calm down. That's what I do. I listen to music. Music is my outlet for my what I feel. And my writing as well. So teach them to write, read a book, go jogging, do something. And for your little girls, God forbid, teach her how to, and this goes for both children, teach them how to respect themselves. Because if they grew up watching you not having respect for yourself, how in the hell are they supposed to know how to do it? Teach them from a young age. You you respect yourself. And when you instill that kind of confidence in a child, and it's confidence, it's not cockiness. It's confidence that they respect themselves, okay? When they respect themselves and have confidence in themselves, they do better. Teach your kids to have self-validation. It goes a long way. Versus looking for validation from their friends, from from their aunt, from you. Self-validation goes a long way. When you respect yourself and have confidence in yourself and you are liking what you're doing, you don't need anybody to tell you how to feel because you know how you feel about it, whatever it is that you're doing. We have to learn to compliment ourselves or 
critique ourselves in a constructive way versus looking for somebody else to do it. You know? And, like, if, if you turn on a new outfit for the first time and you're wondering what people think about it and it makes you change your mind and not want to wear it, but when you have self-validation and you decide that it looks good, you don't need anybody else's permission to wear what you need to wear. And FYI, back circling back to the red culture, a woman can wear whatever the hell she wants to wear. I don't care if she has on Daisy Duke shorts and a bikini top that's polka dotted, okay, and her nipples are showing through. I don't care if she's wearing a one piece in the middle of the winter. No woman deserves to be taken advantage of if that's not what she wants. Consent goes a long way and consent exists. If the word that comes out of a male or female's mouth is no, it means no. Because a lot of times going back to victim shaming, which, you know, victim shaming, they'll love to say that, oh, she shouldn't have been dressed that way. What the fuck does it matter what she had on? Seriously, what does it matter what she had on? She was a taken she was taken advantage of. And now she's in her vulnerability. And instead of giving her the comfort that you can give her, you kick her while she's down and you blame her for it. So what is she supposed to do? Oh, if I wasn't wearing this, it wouldn't happen to me. It can happen to anybody, anytime, any place, anywhere, no matter what you have on. And it's not right. It's not right. Your sons, even though they're supposed to be quote unquote men, they still need you. It is not okay for anybody to put their hands on your private parts. It's not okay, especially when it's coming from older people. Because just like their parents, they're looking for their the adults because, you know, to show them the right way. So it's very manipulative for a older woman to assault a younger boy and make him believe that that's okay. It's very wrong. And I and I'm, the reason why I'm I'm so passionate about this, which I'm I'm not trying to, I don't want to go into detail all of what I think, but I've lived in a um in a county where older people. Statutory raping somebody younger was considered okay. Literally, I was having dinner with um, with this particular family, and they were talking about how one of the um, and I was younger at the time, so they were talking about how one of the older guys that was there at the table had um, twelve and thirteen year old girls. Cleaning his apartment. And saying that, you know, he, you know, he's sleeping with him and giving him money. 
but it's the way they said it is where it sat wrong with me. Now, around this time, I'm about 12, 13 years old. So I'm like, wait, he's in his 50s. What do you mean they're cleaning his apartment and they're not a part of the family? I could see if you was like, oh, well. You know, Uncle So-and-so said he was going to pay me $20 so I can clean his apartment. And after that, I'll be on my way. I'm going to the store to buy some snacks. And that's all that happened. But these are little girls that are around, you know, the county. And some of them I, I'll go to school with. And they're cleaning your apartment and having sex with you at 12 and 13 years old. And you're in your 50s, which means you're old enough to be their father. So, in this county, for them, it's okay. And the process begins over and over. His parents didn't tell them, didn't tell him that it was wrong for a 50-year-old man to basically have sex with his fucking daughter. So now he's going to have sex with these little girls and they're going to grow up thinking it is so oh, well, well, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna be in, into older men. Not knowing that it's something wrong with this picture. And then the first thing in this county I heard, well, I believe that if he got to go to jail, they should go to jail too. Why? They're looking up to him for leadership. That's what this whole thing is. Looking up to somebody for leadership to lead you into knowledge. But instead, you're taking advantage of it. You know, you take advantage of a mind, a young mind that wants to learn. Be one thing now, because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not trying to discredit people because there really are some adults out there that will have you know the the kids from around the neighborhood and stuff clean their apartments and you know pay them money or something their way of teaching them responsibility. There are some there are still some good um, older people like that around, but it's being overshadowed by this kind of thing and. What people are just failing to realize is that it's not okay. You literally have people that are trustworthy in this world, but they can't, they have to be careful what they're doing because of the negativity that's going and overshadowing what they're doing. Some of them are gonna think that they fall under that same umbrella. I've watched that happen too, and it happens. But we we have to do better. We have to do better. I mean, my generation is trying, but damn, we cannot do it by ourselves. We are, you know, we're we're uh, letting our kids know that it's not okay. But as well as we learned, and we're trying to teach our kids, older generation, it's not too late for y'all to learn. Because some of y'all know it's wrong, but y'all won't say nothing. That's the whole issue with this whole what happens in the South States and House policy. Nobody says anything. And you know it's wrong. So can we can we spread the knowledge? Can we? I mean, really, can we can we spread the knowledge? 
That's that's really that's where we have to start. And it can't just be one generation passing on to the next. No, the older generation, y'all join in this too. Y'all come on with it too. Because some of the stuff in the stories that y'all know and haven't mentioned could actually really help. It could really help. We we have to we have to nip this in the bud. Because all of this stuff going on and, and then when they and then got you know when somebody finds out what was really going on in the house, they're shocked. They're like, "Oh my God, I had no idea you were going through that." Yeah, because I wasn't allowed to tell anybody. You know, if I told somebody, that would be my ass on the line. I'm getting uh, whooped and cursed out at and yelled at and screamed at, and I was not the one that did something wrong. But because I said something, I'm made to be the bad person. Meanwhile, the people that's doing wrong is still doing wrong. And you're allowing it. So please, let's spread the knowledge, you know, and I would go as far as to say each one teach one. You have knowledge, spread it. Don't just hold on to it. You know, um, domestic violence, you know, I, I want more I want to hear more stories actually from the abusers versus the victims because you know they you know I and I do love a good um story of survival I do but as the abuser it's like okay out of that whole ordeal what did you learn you might be in jail you might not but what did you learn was that the last person you put your hands on are you still doing it what is where what did you learn from it can't just be a learning experience from the uh, from the survivor. It has to be a lear- learning experience from you too. So I would love to know uh, what the learning process was for that. I would love, would love to hear more from the actual abusers. You know, the ones that have you know turned their lives around and everything, and have gotten help or and you know um, dealt with their inner demons. I would love to hear more of those stories. So that's going to be today's episode. Um, I didn't expect it to go this long. I've been on there for like almost an hour. Um, you guys have a wonderful day. You know, um, do some reading. Um, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader, so I love books. Um, you know, so, you know, read, listen to your music, spend time with your family, your friends. Just have an amazing day you know positivity and light for everyone thank you so much for tuning in until next time arrows out